This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Prepare to be lulled into a peaceful slumber with today's story. The prostitute told you she'd do anything you want for $50. Chapter 1 As soon as the phone call ended, I sat on my desk, still trying to process what just happened. How did that even work? I couldn't help but chuckle, the idea of a prostitute saving my struggling business seemed like something out of a comedy movie. But the facts were there, the profits had hit a record high, and I had to thank the woman who made it happen. I picked up the phone and dialed the number she left me. She answered on the third ring with a sultry hello, darling. I cleared my throat and tried to sound professional, Hi, it's me, the guy who asked you to save my business. I remember you, she purred. Did it work? It worked, I confirmed. I don't know how you did it, but profits have never been better. I'm calling to thank you and offer payment for your services. There was a pause on the other end, and I could hear a faint whisper of conversation before she came back on the line. I appreciate the offer, but I don't need payment. I'm just glad I could help. I was taken aback by her generosity. Who was this woman? She just saved my livelihood and refused payment. Is there anything else I can do for you? I asked. She hesitated for a moment before finally speaking up. Actually, there is. I'm in a bit of trouble, and I was wondering if you could help me out. My curiosity was piqued. What kind of trouble? I can't really talk about it over the phone, she said. Can we meet in person? I hesitated for a moment, unsure if I wanted to get involved with this woman any further. But then I remembered what she had done for me and decided to hear her out. Sure, where do you want to meet? How about the coffee house on Main Street, she suggested. I'll be there in an hour. And just like that, I found myself agreeing to meet a prostitute at a coffee shop. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I couldn't deny the excitement that came with the prospect of a new adventure. Chapter 2 I spent the next hour anxiously preparing for my meeting with the mysterious woman who had saved my business. I tossed around the idea of bringing a few of my colleagues for moral support, but I didn't want to risk any rumors getting back to my employees. Instead, I settled on wearing my best suit and practicing my confident businessman smile in the mirror. When I arrived at the coffee house on Main Street, I scanned the room for any signs of my contact. It didn't take long for me to spot her, she was sitting in a secluded booth in the back corner, sipping on a latte. Despite her provocative profession, she was dressed demurely in a simple black dress and flats. As I approached the booth, she looked up and smiled at me. So glad you could make it, she said as she stood up to greet me. 
I couldn't help but feel nervous as I sat down across from her. What kind of trouble could a high-end prostitute possibly be in that would require my help? I'm sorry to drag you into this, she began, her voice softening. But I'm in a bit of a bind. A client of mine got a little too aggressive during one of our sessions, and I ended up having to defend myself. Now he's threatening to take me to court and ruin my reputation. I listened intently as she explained her situation, sympathizing with her predicament. What can I do to help? I asked. Well, I was hoping you could hire a good lawyer for me, she replied. Someone who could help me win the case or at least make sure it doesn't go public. I paused for a moment, thinking about the possible repercussions of getting involved in a legal battle with a disgruntled client. But I couldn't shake the feeling that I owed this woman a debt of gratitude. I can do that, I finally said. I know a few lawyers who specialize in these kinds of cases. But there's one condition. She looked at me expectantly. What's that? I want to meet with you again, I said, unabashedly. Not as a client, but as a friend. I want to get to know the person who saved my business. To my surprise, she smiled warmly at me. I'd like that, she said. It's rare to find someone who doesn't judge me for what I do. And just like that, we had a deal. I promised to find her a good lawyer, and she promised to meet with me again. As I walked out of the coffee shop, I couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement for what was to come. Chapter 3 I spent the next few days scouring through my contacts list to find the perfect lawyer for my new friend. After a few phone calls and meetings, I finally found someone who was willing to take on the case. She was a tough-talking woman with a no-nonsense attitude, and I knew she would do everything in her power to protect my friend's reputation. I called my friend to give her the good news, and she was over the moon with gratitude. Thank you so much, she gushed. You have no idea how much this means to me. Of course, I replied. But like I said before, it's not just about this case. I want to be there for you as a friend too. She laughed softly. I'm not used to having friends, she admitted. But I'd like that. When do you want to meet up? How about tomorrow night? I suggested. I know this great Italian restaurant that I've been dying to try. Sounds perfect, she said. I'll see you there at 7. True to her word, she showed up at the restaurant right on time, looking stunning in her red cocktail dress. We were seated at a cozy table by the window, and we spent the next few hours talking about everything under the sun. We laughed about our favorite movies and TV shows, debated the merits of different music genres, and shared stories about our childhoods. As the night drew to a close, I realized that I was having more fun with this woman than I had in a long time. She was smart, funny, and refreshingly honest, and I found myself opening up to her in ways that I hadn't to anyone else. As we said our goodbyes, I made a decision that would change everything. Can I see you again? I asked, 
my heart pounding in my chest. I mean, not just as friends. I want to take you out on a real date. She looked at me for a long moment, a small smile playing at the corners of her lips. I'd like that, she replied, her eyes twinkling. But on one condition. What's that? I asked, almost afraid to hear the answer. You have to promise not to judge me for what I do, she said, her tone serious. I'm not ashamed of my job, and I don't want to be with someone who is. I looked at her, my heart full of admiration for this strong, brave woman. I promise, I said, reaching across the table to take her hand. I won't judge you. I'll be there for you, no matter what. And with that, our journey together began. From that moment on, we were inseparable, facing all of life's challenges side by side, and never once looking back. Chapter 4 As our relationship blossomed, I couldn't help but feel a sense of pride for how far we had come. My friends and family were initially skeptical of my involvement with a prostitute, but as they got to know her, they couldn't help but be won over by her charm and wit. Our date nights became a regular occurrence, and we would often try new restaurants and explore new parts of the city together. We talked about our dreams and aspirations, and I found myself falling more in love with her every day. But as our relationship deepened, so too did the challenges we faced. Her legal battles with former clients continued to rattle us, and I couldn't help but feel a sense of protectiveness towards her. We would spend hours strategizing with her lawyer, trying to come up with a plan to protect her reputation and livelihood. Despite these challenges, our love continued to grow. We were there for each other during both the good times and the bad, and I knew that I had found my soulmate. One day, as we were sitting in a park enjoying a picnic, she turned to me with a serious expression on her face. There's something I need to tell you, she said, her voice soft. I immediately tensed up, unsure of what to expect. What is it? I asked, bracing myself for the worst. I'm HIV positive, she replied, her eyes searching mine for a reaction. For a moment, I was stunned into silence. I had heard about the risks associated with her line of work, but I had never expected this. But after a few moments of processing the information, I realized that nothing had changed between us. I loved her for who she was, not for her status. I took her hand in mine and squeezed it reassuringly. It doesn't matter, I said, my voice strong. I love you, and I'll be with you no matter what. With those words, we both knew that we were committed to each other, come what may. We spent the next few months navigating the challenges of her diagnosis together, and I was struck by her strength and resilience throughout it all. As we sat in a hospital room one day, waiting for the results of her latest tests, I took her hand in mine and looked deeply into her eyes. I don't care what happens, I said my voice low. I'm with you, and I always will be. She smiled at me, her eyes shining with love. I know, she replied, her voice soft. And I love you too. 
In that moment, I knew that we had overcome every obstacle and challenge that life had thrown our way. We were a team, and nothing could ever break us apart. Chapter 5 I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was as if the world had stopped spinning, and everything around me had frozen in place. I stared in shock at the scene unfolding in front of me, unable to comprehend what was happening. My girlfriend, the woman I loved more than anything in the world, was standing in front of me, tears streaming down her face. I'm sorry, she whispered, her voice breaking. I never meant for this to happen. I felt like my heart had been ripped out of my chest. All of the memories we had shared, all of the plans we had made for the future, suddenly seemed like a cruel joke. How could you? I asked, my voice barely above a whisper. She looked at me, her eyes filled with pain. I don't know, she admitted. It just happened. I didn't mean to hurt you. The betrayal stung like a thousand knives. I had given her my heart, my soul, and she had thrown it all away for someone else. I can't do this, I said, my voice shaking with emotion. I can't stay with someone who doesn't love me enough to be faithful. And with those words, I turned and walked away, leaving her behind me in a blur of tears and apologies. For weeks after our breakup, I felt lost and directionless. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, and I couldn't stop thinking about her. Every time I tried to move on, my mind would wander back to the memories we had shared, and I would curse myself for ever letting myself fall in love. But slowly, painfully, I began to pick up the pieces of my shattered heart. I threw myself into my work, taking on new projects and challenges to distract myself from the pain. I went out with friends, drank too much, and flirted with anyone who caught my eye. And then, one day, I met her. She was different from anyone else I had ever met. She was confident, intelligent, and unafraid to speak her mind. We talked for hours, discussing our shared passions and interests, and I found myself feeling excited about life for the first time in months. But as we grew closer, I couldn't help but feel a sense of hesitation. My heart had been shattered once before, and I didn't know if I could handle another round of heartbreak. I confided in her, telling her about my past relationship and my fears about starting something new. To my surprise, she listened patiently, her eyes filled with understanding. I won't hurt you, she said, her voice soft. I promise. And for the first time in a long time, I felt a glimmer of hope. Maybe, just maybe, it was possible to love again. Chapter 6 The first few weeks of our relationship were a whirlwind of excitement and passion. We went on romantic dates, explored the city together, and shared intimate moments that left me feeling more alive than ever before. As the weeks turned into months, our relationship deepened, and I found myself falling more in love with her every day. We talked about our hopes and dreams for the future, and I felt a sense of joy and contentment that I had never experienced before. But as happy as I was with her, there was a nagging feeling in the back of my mind. 
I knew that our relationship was built on a foundation of lies and secrets, and I couldn't help but wonder what would happen if she found out about my past. One day, as we were lying in bed together, I mustered up the courage to tell her about my ex-girlfriend. I expected her to be angry or upset, but instead, she listened patiently and sympathetically, holding me as I cried. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, she said, her voice soft. But I want you to know that I'm here for you, no matter what. Her words touched me deeply, and I felt a sense of relief wash over me. For the first time in a long time, I felt like I could be myself around someone else. As our relationship continued to grow, we faced new challenges together. There were times when we disagreed or argued, but we always came out stronger on the other side. One of the biggest challenges we faced came when she decided to leave the city for a job opportunity in another state. I was torn between wanting to support her dreams and not wanting to be away from her. In the end, we agreed to make the long-distance relationship work. We would talk on the phone every night, send each other care packages, and make plans to visit each other whenever possible. It wasn't always easy, but our love for each other kept us going. And as we navigated the ups and downs of a long-distance relationship, I realized that our love was stronger than any distance or obstacle. One day, as I was visiting her in her new city, I took her out to a quiet beach at sunset. The waves were crashing against the shore, and the sky was ablaze with oranges and pinks. As we walked along the beach, holding hands, I got down on one knee and pulled out a small box from my pocket. Will you marry me? I asked, my heart pounding with anticipation. She looked at me, her eyes filling with tears. Yes, she whispered, throwing her arms around me. And as we embraced, surrounded by the beauty of the sunset, I knew that I had found my soulmate. No matter what challenges we faced in the future, I knew that we would face them together, hand in hand, forever. Chapter 7 Sam sat in his office, staring at the blank computer screen in front of him. He had been trying to write for hours, but his mind just couldn't focus. It was as if his thoughts were trapped in a fog, unable to break free. He leaned back in his chair and rubbed his temples, willing the headache to go away. It had been a long day, filled with endless meetings and deadlines, and he was exhausted. Just as he was about to get up and leave for the day, his phone rang. He debated ignoring it, but the persistent ringing made him pick it up. Hello, he answered, his voice tired. Sam, it's Angela, the voice on the other end said. Angela was Sam's ex-girlfriend and the last person he wanted to talk to right now. Their relationship had ended on a sour note, with bitter words and hurt feelings on both sides. What do you want? He asked, his voice cold. I need your help, she said, her voice shaking. Please, Sam. I don't know who else to turn to. Despite his reservations, Sam couldn't help but feel a twinge of compassion for Angela. She had always been vulnerable, and he couldn't stand the thought of her being in trouble. Fine, he sighed. What's the problem? Angela explained her situation, and Sam felt a sense of unease wash over him. 
She had gotten involved with a dangerous man, and now she was in over her head. I'll come over, he said, his voice firm. But you have to promise me one thing. No more lies, no more secrets. I need to know the truth before I can help you. Angela agreed to his conditions, and Sam drove over to her apartment. As he walked up the stairs, he couldn't help but feel a sense of trepidation. He had no idea what he was getting himself into. When he knocked on Angela's door, she opened it immediately, tears streaming down her face. He could see bruises on her arms and a cut on her cheek, and his heart broke for her. What happened? He asked, his voice low. Angela told him everything, from how she had met the man to the increasingly dangerous situations she had found herself in. Sam listened intently, taking mental notes and trying to come up with a plan. As he left Angela's apartment that night, he knew that he had to do whatever it took to keep her safe. It was a daunting task, but he couldn't bear the thought of her being hurt. Over the next few days, Sam and Angela worked together to come up with a plan. They contacted the police, who promised to investigate the man's criminal activities. They also looked into getting Angela a restraining order and finding her a safe place to stay. As they worked together, Sam couldn't help but feel a sense of deja vu. This was how their relationship had started, with him trying to protect her from the dangers of the world. But as they spent more time together, he began to realize that his feelings for her were still there, buried deep inside. Despite everything that had happened between them, he still cared about her and wanted to see her happy. One night, as they were sitting in Angela's living room, Sam took a deep breath and spoke his mind. I still love you, he said, his voice soft. Angela looked at him, surprise and confusion written all over her face. What are you talking about? She asked. Chapter 8 As they sat in silence, the weight of Sam's words hung heavily in the air. Angela looked at him, unsure of how to respond. I know we've had our struggles, Sam continued, his voice filled with emotion. But I can't deny how I feel about you. I want to be with you, Angela. I want to make things work. Angela's heart was pounding in her chest. She had never expected Sam to still have feelings for her, especially after everything they had been through. But as she looked into his eyes, she saw a sincerity and intensity that she couldn't ignore. I, I don't know what to say, she stammered. I never expected this. I understand if you need time to think about it, Sam said, his voice gentle. But I just wanted you to know how I feel. Angela nodded, her mind racing. Part of her wanted to throw caution to the wind and embrace Sam's declaration of love. But another part of her was hesitant, unsure of whether they could really make things work this time. As Sam got up to leave, Angela took his hand. I do love you, Sam, she said, her voice barely above a whisper. But I need time to process everything. Can we take things slow? Sam smiled, relief flooding his features. Of course, he said. Whatever you need. 
Over the next few weeks, Angela and Sam tentatively began to explore their feelings for each other. They went on dates, talked about their hopes and fears, and tried to build a foundation of trust and honesty. It wasn't always easy, but they were both committed to making things work. Slowly but surely, they began to open up to each other, sharing their deepest secrets and vulnerabilities. One day, as they were walking in the park, Sam took Angela's hand and looked deeply into her eyes. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, he said, his voice filled with emotion. I know we've been through a lot, but I truly believe that we can make this work. Will you marry me? Chapter 9 They say that love can conquer all. But as Olivia sat in the hospital waiting room, she couldn't help but feel like that was a lie. She had always believed that her love for Jason would be enough to get them through anything, but the events of the past few days had shattered that belief. It had started with a phone call from Jason's ex-girlfriend, who had revealed that she was pregnant with his child. Olivia had been devastated by the news, feeling as if her whole world had come crashing down around her. But things had only gotten worse from there. Jason had been distant and aloof, refusing to talk about the situation or even acknowledge that it was happening. Olivia had tried to be supportive, but her patience wore thin as the days turned into weeks. And then came the accident. Olivia had been at work when she got the call that something had happened to Jason. She had rushed to the hospital, heart in her throat, only to find him lying in a hospital bed, hooked up to machines. The doctors had told her that he was in a coma, and that they weren't sure when or if he would wake up. Olivia had sat by his bedside for hours, holding his hand and praying for a miracle. But as the days turned into weeks, she began to lose hope. She couldn't shake the feeling that she was losing him, bit by bit, and that there was nothing she could do to stop it. As she sat in the waiting room, she tried to think of all the moments they had shared together. The late-night conversations, the surprise flowers, the laughter and joy they had experienced as a couple. But every memory seemed tainted by the knowledge that Jason was lying in a hospital bed, his life hanging in the balance. It wasn't until she heard a voice behind her that she realized how much time had passed. She turned around to see Jason's ex-girlfriend, standing hesitantly in the doorway. I'm sorry, the woman said, her voice soft. I know we've had our issues, but I just wanted to check on him. Olivia felt a surge of anger and resentment rise up in her chest. She had never liked this woman, and the fact that she was here, trying to insert herself into the situation, felt like a personal affront. But as she looked at the other woman's face, she saw a genuine concern and compassion that she couldn't ignore. She realized that they were both just people, trying to navigate a messy and complicated situation. I, I'm sorry, Olivia stammered, feeling tears prick at the corners of her eyes. I'm just so scared. I don't know what's going to happen. Chapter 10 Olivia sat in the hospital waiting room, her heart heavy with worry and fear. She had been there for weeks, never leaving Jason's side as he lay in a coma. But no matter how hard she prayed or how many times she whispered his name, he didn't wake up. 
It was as if he was lost in a world of his own, unreachable and unresponsive. Olivia felt like she was living in a nightmare, unable to wake up from the endless cycle of hope and despair. But on one particular day, something changed. Olivia felt a strange sense of ease come over her, as if a weight had been lifted from her shoulders. She couldn't explain it, but it felt like a sign. As she sat by Jason's bedside, she held his hand and talked to him, telling him about all the things she wanted to experience with him when he woke up. She spoke of their dreams and their plans for the future, hoping that somewhere in his mind, he could hear her. And then, something miraculous happened. Jason's fingers twitched in her hand, and his eyes fluttered open. Olivia felt tears of joy stream down her face as she leaned in to hug him tightly. He was weak and disoriented, but he was alive. Over the next few days, Jason's recovery was slow but steady. Olivia was there every step of the way, holding his hand and encouraging him through the difficult moments. As he regained his strength, they talked about their future together. They spoke of their love for each other and their commitment to making their relationship work, no matter what challenges they faced. And as they sat on a park bench, watching the sunset, Jason turned to Olivia with a soft smile on his face. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, he said, his voice filled with emotion. Will you marry me? Olivia felt tears of joy fill her eyes as she nodded, feeling like she was living in a dream. After all they had been through, they had come out stronger on the other side. As they walked hand in hand towards their future, Olivia knew that their love had truly conquered all. And she couldn't wait to see where their journey together would take them. The End Thank you for listening to our story. Make sure to stay subscribed to our podcast for the latest updates. This is Amalia Dupre, signing off from this podcast will make you sleep. Sweet dreams.